Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nasreen Barbeck and Jessica Falcon. Hello and welcome to Radically Embody Love Podcast. This is Nasreen Barbeck with my lovely co-host Jessica Falcon. And today we're going to embark in exploring why is it essential for us to be embodied, to be in our body? And what does that mean? And maybe perhaps what is it costing us when we are not in our body and we want to escape? And why is it that we want to escape? What is it about embodiment that is hard? And this was the opening, the door that opened for me when I started my journey. Yoga, which I want to actually not say yoga because these days I feel the approach to yoga has been more like an exercise in some places. So I want to say mindfulness movement or um, awareness movement, meditative movement. That was the doorway for me into getting to know who I am truly beyond what I thought I was. And not only that, it opened the door to realization that all the way that I was gaping and was not living in my body. And then later on in my own journey, the healing that I received, because you know, as they say, the issue is in the tissue. <laughs> so it's like we need to get deeper within and embody our beingness to realize the trauma and release as well. So there's this aspect of embodying who we truly are with love and compassion. And that has been part of my journey and I'm still a student of that. But what I think is the importance of being in our body is because it's the connection to present moment. Our breath and our body cannot live in the past or future. That's the realm of our mind that goes to the past and future. But we can connect to now the present moment through our body and through our breath that exists in now moment. And that's the key that can take us deeper into our journey and connecting us to our heart, which has the 
warmth and compassion and the love and connecting to our belly, which is where our authentic self exists, connecting to our pelvic area, which is our sensuality, sexuality, even confidence come from that. But when we connect in a deeper level, we get access to the wisdom of our body, the access to the intelligence of our body and wisdom of our heart. So Jessica would love to hear what is your take and why is it so essential for us to embody our beingness? I love so many things that you shared, particularly one of the last things you stated was, you know, when we come into our body, we come into our heart because we can't be in our heart when we're not in our body. And I think this is something easily overlooked. When we are not in our body, it means we're in our head, which is the opposite of being in our heart. <laughs> and so it's it's simple, right? And yet when we truly want to embody love, when we want to be fully present, when we want to feel what we feel, it all requires being in the body. And as you were speaking, I was making a lot of notes. There's so much that you said that I'd love to tap into. And one of the first things was, you know, thinking about before I got into my own body as well, like what is the biggest difference? I would say like the biggest difference I've experienced coming into my body is that prior to really embodying, I would say, especially embodying my soul, and my truth that I was so wrapped up in the external world and other people's judgments, opinions, and what was happening around me in the current events and drama and other people's rejection or abandonment or what they were feeling, what they were experiencing. I was so wrapped up in the external and coming into my body brought me, it literally brings us into our internal experience, into the now moment, into and connected to our own heart, our own wisdom, our own truth, so that we can begin as we release the layers of trauma and the subconscious programming, and all the external beliefs we've inherited, as we release that and come deeper and deeper into embodiment, because what is embodiment? It's coming into your body, yes, but it's coming into, I see it as soul embodiment, which is coming into your soul and your unique truth and path, which means in order to come into embodiment, you have to release what's not yours. You have to release what you've inherited and in society and conditioning, the external. You've got to release the external and come into your internal world. And that is what's so scary because how many people have you ever said, and this may even be you know, some of our listeners, and there's no judgment in this, but it's awareness. Well, I don't like silence because I don't like my thoughts. I don't want to feel because I don't like what I feel. Okay, that right there, if you've ever heard yourself say that, if you catch yourself thinking that, that is an opportunity to drop into your body and heart. Because what that means is there's something that you can reclaim your power from, that you can sit with, that you can be with, 
to come into your sovereignty, to come into yourself. Because if you are not wanting to hear your thoughts, it means they're probably thoughts you don't want to be having, which means you probably need to do the work to release them and transform them and or make decisions in your life that they're asking you to make. And same with your feelings. If you're having feelings you don't like, well, they're there for a reason. Feelings are messengers. And we can't go into the body without feeling. It's impossible to go into the body without feeling. And I think that is the scariest thing because we're not taught how to feel. We're not taught how to process our feelings consciously. We're not taught the skills to observe our feelings with detachment and curiosity. So we receive their wisdom especially intense feelings from trauma or deep pain. And that is a skill to be developed. That's what I know that we both coach our clients in, how to do that. We hold their hands as we witness them and observe them and teach them how to do that consciously because feelings are not meant to stay stuck or stagnant and they're definitely not meant to be ignored. And yet we live in a society that tells us to ignore them. And so, I feel as if we have to make a choice. I desire to go into my body because I desire to reclaim myself, my worth, my power, my choice. I desire to know myself. That's why we go into the body to know ourselves, our true selves, our soul selves, our eternal selves. It's not just to go into the body as a body. It's to connect with the energy of who and what we really are. Mm -hmm. And that requires making a choice to wade through all the muck that's been heaped upon us so that we can, whew, what I like to say, reveal mm -hmm. who we really are. Yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned, we might want to ignore it because it's definitely painful and we need to do it with love and compassion. But the truth is our body will not be ignored eventually it will show up as a dis-ease in our body. Now, if we are not in tune and not getting the messages, it's just going to get louder and louder and louder. And, you know, there is this metaphor that I heard once one of my teachers, Tara, uh, Tara Brock, said about, you know, imagine your body is your house and then you have a child who is very needy and cries all the time and is unhappy and angry and needs things, lives in the living room. And you get overwhelmed and you just don't want to deal with it anymore. And you keep leaving the child to go upstairs to your office just to, because you're overwhelmed, anxious, you're tired, and you even put your headphone on and the, that child keeps getting louder and louder and louder and wants your attention. And what you find is that you are just exhausted and fatigued because the reality is as much as you want to ignore it, you know it's there. That child is there and needs attention. And the more you ignore it, the louder the child gets. And what happens is like when we choose to leave, it takes energy to leave because we contract, right? Like... And then that's when we feel the fatigue and tiredness and we're anxious because we know we need to pay attention, but 
we keep ignoring it. that knowing subconsciously that there is something there is trying to tell you something, but you keep pushing it down. That takes energy. And then that's when we find ourselves anxious. And a lot of people I hear, they say it's like, I know there's something wrong. I just don't know what it is and I don't want to deal with it, right? But it costs you something. It's not that if you ignore it and you keep pushing it down, it will just go away by itself. It's just going to become bigger and bigger until it explodes in a way that is on your face and you have to deal with what is happening there. And the other thing is the suffering that it causes causes you to want to escape even more. Meaning what? We become, we numb ourselves through food maybe, watching Netflix, drinking, doing anything that we can get out of our body and not wanting to deal with that. And that by itself, the vices that creates is in a way is harming us. So there is that knowing that is costing us in so many ways when we are not attuned with what is going on within us. And I hope that's in a way can be encouraging that it's it really liberating when we are willing. And as you mentioned, we do need someone to help us and guide us because we do need a lot of uh, love and compassion. Because if we have ignored all this thing, it might not be that easy to deal with. We need someone to help us through and guidance with love and compassion to go through that. But it's the only way we can find freedom within. The feelings of escapism and all that you talked about, like it's important to list like that feeling of overwhelm, those, the fatigue, when you're confused and you don't know what to do, when there's silent rage, when you're in a fantasy world, like all of these are symptoms of not listening to the cues of your body. Mm -hmm. And the way out isn't to stay in the spiral of looping out of the body and to go into deeper and deeper levels of overwhelm or panic or anxiety. The way out is to go into what scares you, to lean into the uncomfortable sensations and feelings and thoughts and look at them. And I think that's what I see a lot when I work with clients. I imagine it's similar for you is like, we're helping them see what they don't see. Mm -hmm. That's a huge part of being a guy is you help people see what they don't see. And it's really seeing what is the wisdom here? What is the wisdom my body is trying to show me? It's not trying to hurt you. It's not trying to harm you. When there's an uncomfortable sensation in your body, the last thing we really wanna do is ignore it or pop a pill and get rid of it because it is there for a reason. And I know for myself, when I started going into my body, I really started to go way more deeply into the messages of my body in 2000, 
2015 probably I had started embodiment work in 2009 but like 2015 is when I really started doing the type of soul embodiment work that I guide people to do now and it was a new thing for me to put my hands on my body and talk to it and ask it questions and receive answers and to know like oh that stomach pain I've been having for years like oh wow there's a lot actually telling me well I'm not honoring my boundaries and I'm not speaking for myself and I'm not even choosing for myself because I was so out of my body wrapped up in the experiences of other people I didn't even know what my choice was I didn't even know what I felt separate from what they felt because I'm empathic because I'm sensitive because I'm a I'm a projector in human design and we project into other people's energy and we see it like we feel it I didn't even know any of that all I knew was I know what they feel I didn't know what I felt I didn't know how to separate what I felt from what they feel and when I hear people talk about well I just feel all that and I don't know what's mine and what's theirs that's a problem of embodiment it's it's not a problem to feel energy of other people it's not a problem it's a gift it's part of being an energetic being it becomes a problem when we're not connected to our own body to know the difference mm -hmm. what's mine and what's not mm -hmm. uh, you don't need to you know i hear the lot i need to protect myself against other people energy you don't need to if you have the awareness if you are in control of your own energy and you can create that protection you don't need to worry about opening up your channels. You be channels and be worried about the energy that you're receiving because you become your own energy master. That what does that mean? We are receiver. We also give. But when your vibration is higher, then you don't have to worry about receiving the lower ones in a way. So it's it's just a matter of how much you are embodying yourself and you know, working with, as you said, the intelligence of our body and the messages that we receive. If we ignore it, in my experience, there's a price that we pay for it. And I remember asking myself when I was doing the work and it can, and, and you know, it can get hard, you know, you can sit with it and these things are showing up. And sometimes it's hard because we don't know how to deal with it, especially at the beginning. But I would ask myself, what is it that I need to see? And can I just sit with it? Can I just sit with it and not wanting to change it, not wanting to escape it and just be with it? And the more I sat with it, the easier it got in a way that if you're not afraid of it and we are not fearful and willing to sit with what is showing up, what is our body is trying to tell us, then the, when we stop resisting it and just allow it to be and trust in what is trying to emerge from the experience that is there, then it goes much easier if you're willing to be with it and not wanting to want it to be anything different. And I think that's exactly what creates the lack of safety in the body is because, and I know this from personal experience, and I see this a lot, is when people start to go and touch those experiences and those feelings, 
They feel powerless to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And they feel overtaken by it. And that's the key. I think I honestly think that's why having some sort of guide is so helpful mm-hmm. because that's the that's the pivotal moment when you have the choice of to keep running from that sensation, that feeling, that experience, or go in there with the consciousness and the intention and capacity to shift out of it mm-hmm. into a new state. That's mm-hmm. the transformation. And unless that's something that you naturally feel good at or feel capable of, that's when it's really helpful to have someone else to hold your hand Mm -hmm. and guide you through that. Because it's that moment when we can either choose to stay in the old trauma or move out, Mm -hmm. choose to stay in the old story or create a new one, choose to stay in the past or move into the now and the future. And it's that pivotal moment yeah yeah and you know as you mentioned also it's like knowing that how much the compassion and i remember there was a moment that i just had that realization that most of my life i wasn't living in my body i was ignoring it i was rejecting it and just that forgiveness and I was telling myself, I forgive myself for not like talking to my body, not paying attention to you, just just leaving you, abandoning you. And, you know, we live in a society that if you think about it, the scientists think about body as like a machine. Some churches, it's like a sin, especially a feminine body, right? It's like something that is sinful, is you want to get away with, not paying attention. And of course, our marketing want us to look at it as something that we constantly need to improve is not good enough right that is not uh there's something inherently wrong and we need to continuously improve it <laughs> right whatever that means so that's all the what we see that the messages that we get um and which is causes us to really why would you want to live in your body if the messages that you get is that is your body is sinful and, and then, or is it just a machine that if you're sick, you have to just put pills in it to get better? And then, yeah, or if something is wrong with you inherently, you know, and you have to improve yourself and all this thing, then, yeah, maybe if you believe in all that, you don't want to live in that body, that it seems so imperfect. Which in in reality, we all know. I mean, come on. When I think about it, it's like, I don't have to do anything for my heart to beat or my food to get digested. digested, Or like the the intelligence of our body, just amazing. So why don't we like learn to trust it and wanting to connect with it more? So we can actually take advantage of all the wisdom that our body has and all the messages that it's constantly sending us. And the reason that we've been so conditioned not to is exactly for what you stated. We've been told the body is basically an object Mm -hmm. and that it's not a good one. Mm -hmm. And that is a direct result of separating the body from the soul. We 
have created that split in our minds and a belief system that's been passed down to us for thousands of years. And the truth is that our body is that intelligent. It is wise and it can become our compass through life because it is a communication device for our soul. It is a portal to the divine that I like to call, mm-hmm. call it. It's, it's how we access our own true self and our own, I mentioned this earlier, but our own voice, our own wisdom. And I believe we were very specifically cut off <laughs> from our body to be controlled because that's why I personally believe that the body is the key to sovereignty because when you are truly connected to your body, to its wisdom, to your soul, in and through your body, you cannot be controlled by another. You cannot because you have an inner compass that tells you your truth. You can harness the power of your discernment and feel the underlying energy of a situation that requires being in your body. You can't discern in your mind. You discern through the body, the tone, the energy, what's underneath the spoken words. Your body feels a yes, a no. Your body has a knowing that can't be understood, that's not rational, that's not logical. Even recently, I've been experiencing situations and circumstances where my logical mind would be like, why in the world am I in this, experiencing this? Why am I here? But something in my body is like, there's something here for you. There's something here for you. And there are times I even want to throw a temper tantrum against what my body is telling me, but I know it's right because I would rather trust my body and my infinite soul wisdom than my mind because the mind is usually rooted in fear, past, trauma, other people's views, expectations, demands, conditioning, and especially what other people are gonna think is good or bad. And the reality is there's no good or bad for your soul. Your soul is not concerned with what other people like or don't like or think is good or bad or right or wrong. There is none of that. The only question is, is this in alignment with my soul? Well, guess what? You don't know the answer if you're not in your body. Mm-hmm. I love what you said because I totally agree with you. Your body always tells you the truth. Your mind, most often than not, it fools you. Once tells you what you want to hear, like gets you get you out of hook in a way. But your body will always tell you the truth if you connect with it and if you learn to trust it. Because again, your mind doesn't live in the present moment. Most of the time it's in the past, future, moving back and forth. But your body always live in the now moment. And if you want to answer, do you want it from now? Or you want it from what you perceived in the past, your experience of the past, or what you might think that might happen in the future, right? I would choose the now, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. To find out really what's going on. We tap into now, which is our body is the doorway to that. And that is where I think if you're if you're listening to us, you probably want to or in the path of awakening and the spirituality and enlightenment. There's no other way 
the path to indictment in my mind is through our body. And that's another thing to motivate us to keep connecting with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like the word enlightenment. I also say embodiment is the path to ascension, which is enlightenment, which is that that coming into our true self, coming into higher states of consciousness. We've been taught it requires going up and out. And the reality is it requires descending in, into the body, into the self, into the present moment, because it is through the present moment. That's where our soul lives. The soul mm -hmm. is present. The soul is here. The soul's not concerned with past or future. The soul is here. It is already whole. It is already complete. Yeah. It is already here. And so it's really developing that consciousness to be able to access that because that embodied presence is what gives us the capacity to choose to choose for ourselves to choose differently than the past if we're not embodied present aware we don't have a choice that's why it's so key to sovereignty and i want to just put a little a little plug in here for an upcoming event is a three-day ritual of reclamation that includes reclaiming your body as holy in addition to your voice and sexuality because i did this last year and it was a lot of fun. It's gonna be similar, but a little different this year. And it's a three-day ritual. We meet online each day starting September 7th. And it's an opportunity to learn more about this, but also receive journal prompts and an actual embodiment practice and um, really understand more deeply about how you can apply this to your life to start reclaiming your power and your body as your own, because that's another thing. We are not told our bodies even our own, right? Especially as women, for thousands of years, we have literally been forced against our will to have sex. For thousands of years, a woman couldn't say no to sex. And still, so many people continue to feel obligation, duty, I have should, or that they have to look a certain way, or that something is wrong with their body if it doesn't, or use their body to have a sense of power. All of these very wounded forms uh, of behavior that we've taken on that keep us from that ability to truly be with our body as a compass. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I just want to say, I remember last year I took those three days with you, and it's amazing i highly recommend it and you give a lot and i learned a lot just that three days and um, so i want to encourage anybody who wants to learn what does that even mean to be body and you know what is it that we need to do and to get more in touch and reconnected with ourselves I, I highly recommend to attend those three days uh, starting september 7th you said yeah, we can put the link in the show notes. It's we, a free event. So we'll definitely do that. Well, thank you, Jessica. As always, I love our conversation together. And it's been a while since we had our two <laughs> talks. You know, we had a couple of guests back to back. So it was very enjoyable to have this conversation. It's been such a pleasure. It's like a little reunion after the end yeah. of the summer. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all yeah. for listening tuning in let us know your takeaways if you have any comments or questions put them below and we'll see you soon